D.L. Moody said, we may easily be too big for God to use, but never too small. Um, so at the end today, uh, I hope that this will be clear that you feel like you are never too small and you got what it takes. You're never too small and you have what it takes. Um, in, these, in this scripture here, I want to have us, this is actually a true event that's going to happen in the future. Jesus had parables before this. But this event is going to take place. Um, and I want to look at it as he says an inheritance. Some of you have received inheritances here. Some of you or maybe have never received an inheritance. Maybe you're too young yet. But um, we are going to look at this passage through the eyes of an inheritance that Jesus describes to us. And it involves four different parties, four different people. Um, and we are going to look at those today. It's kind of like the last will and testament of Jesus. The first person in this, in this story, or I say story, but it's a true event, uh, that we're introduced to is I'm going to call the executor of this will, which is Jesus himself. Uh, he's the son of man, and he gathers his angels around, and there's this glorious scene here, and somehow Jesus divides everybody. Uh, this is the left side. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> You're the left and the right. But that's how Jesus will divide, left and right. Um, and he, we're, we're told here, and I think one of the most beautiful pictures here is just the word come. The right, one's on the right. In the end, he'll say come. Um, and what a, what a beautiful word that will be to us. So we have Jesus who has laid out this inheritance for us. But um, in our Christian lives, we often get thinking about, okay, an inheritance. What does that mean to me in my daily life? What things can I do to have that inheritance? Um, and if I say anything today, let me say this. Our Salvation, salvation, believing in Jesus is what gets us to heaven. But it's interesting, that's not what this chapter is talking about. It's not talking about the basic salvation. It's talking about an inheritance um, that we will have. And so Jesus lays out the picture for us. He's going to be on a throne dividing people, saying, come to one group and depart to the other. And the Father's also mentioned here, uh, as the one that blesses us. And I think that's a, uh, a hint of salvation, of believing in God is the way that we get to heaven. Um, so we have Jesus as the executor. And then we're the beneficiaries of this will. Um, that's number two on your paper, the beneficiaries. And I want to spend a lot of time here, although not too much time, and we'll go on. The beneficiaries are the person on his right, and it's interesting, he describes them by actions, not by faith, not by belief, but he says, you gave me something to eat, you gave me something to drink, you invited me in, you clothed me, you looked after me, you visited me. Um, I just brought a couple things to keep in mind how simplistic Jesus is making this passage. You're never too small, and you got what it takes. 
pretty simple stuff that he mentioned in this passage. Um, and so these actions, how do you, they're, they're so simplistic. Let me give you some components that I see. Uh, the first one is time. There, it, there's four things, time. Um, Jessica's not in here. Is the nursery thing on? Maybe she'll hear this story, maybe she won't. I got thinking, how much time does a mother have with two children? Not much. How much time do some of you retired people have? <laughs> How much time do the middle, you know what? You all got the same. You all have 24 hours. It's not the time. We often say, oh, I don't have time for that. I don't have enough time. Uh, we understand what you're saying, but that is not a true statement. You got 24 hours. Thinking about how, Jesus, how simple Jesus is making serving him, make me a servant, is one, it takes time, and he's given us all the same amount of time. There's no more or less. Um, so when you think about what can I do for Jesus, he's given us all that 24 hours. It's just deciding how to use it and how to allocate it. Uh, we need to make sure our time is used to get to those things we value, the things Jesus values, the things the Bible is telling us about. That's where we want to put our time. And I read a book, and it's, uh, it had these things, and it just made it thoughtful for me. If God says, I want you to visit people, I want you to give them drink, I want you to give them food, I want you to give them clothes, you got to take some time to do that. What happens to our time? Well, we have things that we do that are, uh, that are um, urgent and important. These are the fires in your life. You know, something comes up and you've got to take care of it right now. Mike had to go to the ER on whatever last night. That was an emergency, urgent, you've got to take care of it. Um, those happen. And we often spend a, a large portion of our time in those areas. But they're urgent, and it's, it's draining to have things, fires happen, things come up suddenly. Uh, it's not really what we want to be doing with our time, but we do have to. Another use of our time is urgent, but unimportant. A lot of us spend a lot of time there. That is the demands and requests of other people or of things, uh, the emails, the phone calls, um, in our day and age, the social media, the, the Facebook, all the connections we have, they're all become urgent to us, but which ones are important? And if you're serving the Lord with water and food and visiting, you got to be able to distinguish that. Is this important that's hitting me. I know it's urgent. I want to do it. I want to get involved. I want to respond. I want to spend some time here. But is it isn't important? Um, we also have an area that's not urgent and not important. These are just the things that waste our time. Spending uh, time on, and it's, and it's a balance here, spending too much time on trivial busy work or too much TV or too much on the web. Um, Lots of pleasant activities fall in this. If you enjoy something, sometimes the things we enjoy are very important or very urgent, but sometimes they're just uh, not important and not urgent, although we need to relax. This is part of relaxing. Uh, but lastly, there are important things that are not urgent, and that's where um, 
we should spend most of our time. And I think that's where this chapter leads us to. We all have 24 hours. Spend it on the important things. And we all have the same amount. These things are the important things that he talks about here to be, to be giving and serving. So these things take time. Second thing, they take energy. Um, don't waste your energy on unimportant things. Work on having energy. Now, the older you get, this becomes more of an issue. Probably you guys in your 20s and 30s and 40s don't think about energy. But as we get older, we do. But as a servant of the Lord, keep it simple. Use your energy in areas that are very beneficial. And Jesus says it's as simple as giving a drink, giving food, visiting. Um, I, I, I feel like uh, there's important, they're not that important. There's big things that we can do in our Christian life and there's little. And sometimes if we don't have a big thing that we're doing, we often think, what, who am I in God's world, God's kingdom? And God, I'm just amazed that when when he said this, they, it was so simple. What does God want you to be doing? These simple acts of kindness to others. Um, so spend your energy um, on the things that are important. The third thing you need is the means. Well, you can't get much simpler than water and food and clothes and, and visiting. How many of you absolutely have, have, do not have the means, the ability to give away a cup of water? I don't think there's anybody, or a little bit of food. So again, you're never too small, and you got what it takes. It's a little bit of water, a little bit of food. You're never too small, and it got what you have what it takes. And finally, the ability. I mean, as I look around this room, I think everybody could pick up a water bottle and go to somebody and hand it to them. Doesn't take much ability. You don't have to be able to speak well. You don't have to be uh, talented with your hands and fix things. You don't have to be all those other things. God doesn't limit our ability to serve him and to, to serve others because of ability. It's pretty minimal. So, uh, um, again, that thought that I want you to make sure you leave here today with is you're never too small and you have what it takes for God to use you. And I love uh, verse 40. It says, um, whatever... Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Again, it's not too small. Whatever you did. So be encouraged that you don't have to be thinking about what great things can I do for God. Whatever you do for God is part of that when he says come. He'll remember that. He'll remember that little thing that was next to nothing to you, but he will remember it. Um, so remember to do things for the Lord and remember that we can be doing the smallest of things and yet they are part of God's plan. Um, and it's interesting that the people in here said, oh, wait a second, Lord, when did we give you water and food? They didn't know it. I believe you have probably done things this week that you didn't even know were things that bring that inheritance from God. The smile, the kindness, uh, when something happened to you in the Walmart or the grocery store and you could have easily got upset about it and you didn't. 
all those opportunities you have just to do a little bit, a small thing, for the Lord. Uh, I think we take lots of actions that we, we don't even think about. Um, so, again, I'm amazed at how simple Jesus made it. And another thing, this, I want to say story, but it's not a story. This future event was told to the disciples in the last week of Jesus' life. And think of the disciples, you know, uh, they weren't the, we find lots of stories about them failing Jesus. And then Jesus leaves, and they know that we're supposed to live like he did and make a difference in our world. That's impossible. That's, we can't do that. But they could come back to this story from a week or two before he died, or a little bit after he died. This is just a few days before he died, and say, well, wait a second. He broke it down to something we can do. We can do these things. So I just want to encourage you in your life, be doing things for the Lord and don't make it a big thing. You're never too small and you have what it takes. Um, so in this whole thing, now I'm going to kind of make up some words. There's the receivers, the receivers of the things we do. And I find it's very interesting that they are our brothers and sisters. So when you think of doing things for the Lord, look around in this room or look at other people you know that are Christians. They are one group that Jesus is focusing in on this passage to say, that's the people you ought to be doing things for. You ought to be feeding and clothing and visiting. So let's watch out for each other as brothers and sisters that instead of fighting and arguing, we're helping to take care of each other. And again, it can be very simple things. Very, very simple things. Now, uh, there is other passages talking about we need to go out to the lost and bring them in. And that's true, and we should. But it's interesting in this passage that Jesus is leaving his disciples with, it's whatever you did to your other brothers and sisters and to Jesus' brothers and sisters. You know you're Jesus' brother or sister? Um, what a position that puts us in. Um, and that's something to remember. So the receivers are fellow believers in this in this case, and we should be working to be able to minister to those. And I don't like what it says here, that it says, whatever you did for the least of these. Another translation says, whatever you did, even for the least of these. And I like that better. It's not like if you did something for a, the greater of the believers, that doesn't count. You can only count it when you do it for the least. That's not what he's saying. Whatever you do for brothers and sisters in the Lord, um, God sees and that's part of our inheritance for him to say, come into the kingdom. Um, lastly, I came up with this word, the acts of the departers. Those he says depart to. So we had Jesus as the executor. We have the beneficiaries. We had the people that receive the receivers. And we have the departers. Um, and it's interesting that in all the things Jesus could accuse those that are condemned or cursed... What he condemns them of here are the simple things. He condemns them for not giving water, food, visiting, giving clothes. Uh, our Christian life sometimes can be very, very simple. Uh, and so make sure that we are doers. And that we are encouraged that we can use our time and we can use our energy, and we can use the meager means we might have, 
and we can use our abilities and serve the Lord and do something that in the end, when we're, you're going to be up here in this great crowd someday. Uh, I think we'll all be sheep, but you know, let's talk about that some other time if not, but we're all over here in the sheep and because of those little things you did, he's going to say, come and you'll respond with, bah. <laughs> no, I don't know what you'll respond with. <laughs> But don't make your Christian life real, real difficult. You're never too small, and you got what it takes. Jesus says, just give out the water, give out the food and the clothes, and visit people in need. And that's what he's really encouraged us to do. Um, so be encouraged that you are going to receive this inheritance someday just simply by living in small, simple ways and serving others. And you will hear that word, come. I think of uh, being a grandpa and see the grandkids and you kneel down and say, come see grandpa. And they come running to see grandpa. And that's what it'll be like with Jesus. Um, it'll be a wonderful time. If you want to have a tearjerker, go watch the movie I Can Only, Ima I Can Only Imagine. Who's seen it? Okay. I'm a crier at stuff like that. And... <laughs> Becky finally pulls out a Kleenex. <laughs> but it's that same thing. When we get to heaven, we can only imagine what it's going to be like. And don't shortchange our serving God here on earth with the simple, small things that he has called us to do to serve others in our life. And that's how we show that we are following him um, to be aware of those needs and to meet the needs that others have in this room. When you know something this week that a phone call would help or maybe even a Facebook message where somebody has a need or an actual visit um, or a physical need. You know, today in our world, we don't have too often water and food needs, but there are other needs, physical needs. And if we can meet those, that is a part of being one of the sheep that's simply following through with what Jesus has said to feed and to clothe and take care of them. I don't know how Jesus will work that out in your life this week, but remember that you're never too small and you got what it takes.